This is the Alan and Carly podcast. Hello and welcome to the podcast. Let's quickly do the Alphabark stuff at the start. Uh, well, your letter for tomorrow is K for Kilo. Kilo, yep. Okay, I can work with that. Um, I'm just tossing up between two to which one to... Oh, okay. I'm going to name, starting with K, a Disney character. Okay, Disney character. Um, I love Disney. I have a calendar on my desk with every Disney character in it every day. I got nothing with K. Not nothing, nothing at all. It's going to kick myself, aren't I? Uh, King Triton from The Little Mermaid. This one is a little harder. Yeah, I wouldn't have got that. Uh, Kronk yep. from oh, Emperor's New Groove. Yeah, he's the big guy played by Patrick Warburton. Damn it! Or Kai from Frozen. I wouldn't have got that. That's a good one. Good King answer. Triton is the one I feel yeah, like. Yeah, say King Triton. Yeah. That's uh, it's really good. Yeah. No, you don't. Oh, Kronk, quicker to say. What happened, when's the Little Mermaid live action movie getting released, by the way? I don't know, because they, they put out the trailer and everyone got excited. Yeah. Where, actually, I'm going to Google yeah. that. No, 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 no. Why? Because <laughs> you Google everything in the podcast <laughs> intro. Reduce well, the show is always laughing. Anything. Well, all right. The Little Mermaid. All right. Well. Live action. No, wait, wait. I feel like we're hanging around for the answer. Um, Release date. Okay. Okay. So. That was a time Oh, May 26th. That's a little far Five off. months. Five months. Four months, really. Oh, hold on. Oh, let me months. put Australia. Because you know we never. <laughs> no, no. We get the same. same Disney, is, we get it all around. Because we'll be on Disney+. Oh, Plus. 25th of May. Oh. They're getting it 23rd. We're getting 25th. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well. No spoilers, America. <laughs> <laughs> of a remake. Enjoy <laughs> <laughs> nah. <laughs> <Try> the podcast. Alan <laughs> We're going to talk a little bit more about weddings right now. Yeah, because, well, Alan, you're going to be in a wedding very soon. Yeah, I'm in the uh, I'm a best man. That's in October, actually. We did the suit fitting just the other day. That was a whole situation, a whole thing we'll get into another day because <laughs> I still have not processed it. Uh, but with that is, of course, your bridesmaids and your mm. groomsmen and whatever else in between. Um yeah, money. Money, money, money. Yeah, we actually spoke to a girl on the show um, last year who is a professional bridesmaid. That's right. She was um, awesome. And there are probably um, men and women out there who feel like they probably are because when you've been in a lot of weddings, mm-hmm. it adds up. It, it really does. It's always this kind of unspoken, awkward rule when you're doing the fittings and stuff of who's footing the bill for this. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, I've paid and I've also had someone pay for me. There doesn't seem to be... A kind of rule. Like a hard and fast rule. No, there's no go-to. And uh, a girl's gone viral on TikTok who basically slammed this saying that um, she is kind of over having to pay for herself. And she said, your wedding is not your bridesmaid's financial responsibility. I agree a little bit because especially like I hate the one where it's like, oh, you have to buy your dress, but you get to keep it. And it's like, yeah, because I'm really going to go out and wear a bright red like Well, you <laughs> saw the dress number. the other day that I had to pay for uh, yeah, for my was, friend's um, wedding and no one's. To d- describe it in a word, flammable. <laughs> um, and, well, when I actually gave it to the op shop, they ended up putting it in the costume section. Wow. So that it says a lot about that dress. It did kind of look like uh, Elsa's dress. Mm, it yeah. did set me back a fair bit of money too. Yeah. Um, and here's the thing, right? It's hard because you want to celebrate your friends and you never want to upset the bride. So that's kind of what happened when I ended up paying for myself, even though at the time, honestly, that was a lot of money for me. It was a oh, couple of hundred bucks. Yep. I was not making a lot of money and it really stressed me out financially being in that wedding at the time because then you've got the shoes as well. I had to pay for my own shoes and then we had to pay for a parasol. 
Oh. Don't ask. But anyway, 131060, I would love to hear from people out there. Maybe you've had a wedding. Uh, maybe you've just been in a lot of weddings. Speaking of weddings, there's literally a bride and groom behind you right now. Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's a little creepy. Did you no, organise that? <laughs> I did not. Um, I think they're promoting maths. But, uh, yeah, that was uh, some perfect timing there. I wonder who paid for their stuff. Wow. Uh, yeah, that's that's so that's what we want to know. Uh, for suits or for dresses, whatever, should you have to pay for it or should they have to pay for it? I paid for my groomsmen and bridesmaids. We paid for that because it was like as if you're going to be able to wear this dress anywhere else. Yeah. Well, I eloped, so I only had my besties dress to pay yeah. for. And yeah. I just said, you pick one, I'll pay. Bang. Easy Try and easy. keep another 200 bucks, please. And the suits were highs as well. I didn't want to buy a suit for them. Well, that's another thing. Who pays for the suit hire too? No, I'd pay for that. but yeah, You I, did? I, yeah, of course. Like, wow. Well, 131060, yeah. give us a call now. Who has to pay for the bride, no, for the wedding party's Where's absolutely we'll take your calls now? Thirteen ten sixty. It's on thirteen ten sixty right now. We are talking all things weddings. Um, this has always been a very loaded question, and it is who has to pay for the bridesman, the, the groomsman, and bridesmaids. No, no, no. I, I've always called myself a bridesman. Uh, <laughs> I like that. It sounds like a type of spider. <laughs> well, well, there's bridesmen as well. Yep. Um, but basically, who has to pay for what they wear in the yep. wedding party? Because it can, it can get expensive. It can get so expensive because I've done both. Yeah. I've had to pay and I've also had it paid for. There mm-hmm. never seems to be one uniform rule. Uh, we did put it out to you guys at facebook.com forward slash hit WA and everyone is so confused. It is definitely a gray area. Uh, so Stacey wrote, yes, my party did. I paid for the jewelry, shoes and a gift. I also paid for my dress when I'm a bridesmaid. So Stacey didn't pay for her okay. wedding party's yeah. uh, clothes. Um, so Rebecca said, my now husband and I paid for the bridesmaid's dresses and groomsmen's vests so that they would match. Uh, the groomsmen paid for their shirts and pants, and that's what the guys wanted to do. So now we're taking it clothing by clothing pieces. Yeah, it can kind of sound like, say, like a plain white shirt. You can reuse that. Yeah, so that's a good I, one. So I kind of understand, like, you paying for your own with that. But yeah, if it's something, especially the bridesmaid dresses, like, <laughs> where else are you going to wear those, really? Katrina made a really interesting point. She said, we didn't have a wedding party for this reason because it's an added cost. So because they didn't want to ask their friends to pay, but they didn't want to pay, they just didn't have one. That's D- didn't what, have outfits. So just, just didn't have a wedding party. Oh. That's that, an interesting take. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, well, let's and open it up. 131060, Sinead from Caratha. Good morning. Good morning. Now, Sinead, from what we understand, you're a little bit of an expert when it comes to this. How many times have you been a bridesmaid? Yeah, so I've been a bridesmaid nine times. Wow. wow. I think there's a movie made about made you. <laughs> made of honour yeah. four times. That's a big yeah. job. Yeah, so I've stopped, I've stopped making friends now that I'm married. <laughs> I, I hear you. I hear you, Sure, I'm in the exact same position. Have you retired being a bridesmaid now? Absolutely. I had yep. my last one last weekend and I said, that's it. Yeah. Wow. Absolutely. Hang up your, um, I don't know, dress that's of interesting colour. Yeah. <laughs> well, we definitely need to get your take on this. What do you think? Um, I think the bride should pay for the bridesmaids dress and shoes and makeup and hair, etc. because I feel like all my money as well went into hens parties. Like yes, mm. that many things that, you know, you know, the guests don't rock up or they don't pay or, mm-hmm. and you know, you're so much out of pocket with the hens party. I feel like there's so much pressure there that the bridesmaid should just pay, the bride should just pay for everything else. <laughs> Has that always been the case every time you've been in a wedding party? No, so I've, I think I've only had a bride pay twice for our <gasps> stuff um, oh and the rest I've had to pay. And like, I've been a uni student, like super poor, super yeah. broke and yeah, just had to um, dig deep and destination weddings I've had to pay for. Oh, and, yeah, they've got it there. Jeez. Yeah. 
Jeez. I think, you know what, let's just pause weddings for a little bit. You know, like the economy's in a bit of trouble, guys. Possibly going up. Let's just pause it, what, six months, a year? Sinead, you're okay with that? Totally agree. Totally agree. I feel like Sinead would agree with that one. Carly and the world is just getting more and more technologically advanced. That's not the right word, but I'm throwing it in there anyway, Carly. I know that you have issues I do, quite um, often. <laughs> I do PayWave now on my phone. I am so... I don't do it on my phone. But it, then yesterday my friend went one step further because they didn't do a split bill at the restaurant we're at, so she uh-huh. paid for my lunch and said... Um, oh, no, I paid for her lunch. And she said, oh, just, I'll just pay ID you. What's your pay ID? And I'm yeah, like, easy. whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, yeah, you I are. Just, yeah. I don't think you're quite ready for this, but, but maybe that's a good Baby thing. Baby steps for me. Baby steps. Uh, so in Japan, uh, one person has managed to have their credit card charged by that pet fish. Do you want to know how? Yes. Or should I just leave it like that? No, no, I have so many questions okay. about this. So he had set up a live stream. And this is how everyone, this is how it's made news, how everyone found out. Because he was playing the video game on his Nintendo Switch, Pokemon. I've catch them all. Great game. So he'd set it up. So his fish, he had two fish there. And there was basically the way that they would motion sensor with the camera, it would dictate the moves that were happening in the video game. Yes, that's where we're at in 2023. So wait, was, the, was the fish actively playing the video game? Essentially, yes, what? because with the motion capture and the camera that was following them, it would the moves that it would make, and they kind of had a grid laid out, so it would be like, if it moved this way, you go left, right, press the A, B, that sort of stuff. So the fish are just playing the game as, just as they do. But is the fish just moving and they're saying it plays the game, or is it, doing a, like, is it actually playing the game? Well, it was playing the game. Essentially, yeah, it was playing the game. But this is where it got crazy. They're playing Pokemon. The guy's got the live stream up. Then he goes off to do something. While that happens, the game crashes. But the fish is still just controlling the computer. So then the computer starts showing all these things coming up, like it created a PayPal account linked with his Nintendo Switch account. The fish did. The fish did. The fish then set up a credit card and charged him money from that. He then got he had to get the email registered. It did all this stuff because it was just left to its own devices. So the guys now asked for a refund uh, from Nintendo, explained the situation, which would have been an interesting email, I imagine, at Nintendo office going, uh, sorry, what? <laughs> I'm shook. So, yeah, it looks like, um, you know, treat your fish better because if you let I know, them well, in charge. Well, you know? there's two thoughts that come to mind. Okay. A, a fish is smarter than me. That's a big lesson I've learned here today. I don't think for anyone else listening, but go on. (laughs) And the second one is I'm feeling really bad about what happened when I was in year five. What happened in year five? We'll leave it at that. What do you mean? Let's just say that my fish was not playing video games. Because it was dead. Don't say it. Now I feel so bad. (laughs) I had fish for dinner last night. (laughs) I didn't know they were so switched on. What happened to the three second memory thing? Oh, well, I don't know. Maybe. Well, I guess that's probably his excuse when they Have asked him later. Have we been underestimating their, they, fish? They tied down the fish and said, what did you do to the credit card? I said, I don't remember, mate. That was three seconds ago. I was like, oh, God, fish, no. Alan and Carly. Hit breakfast with Alan and Carly. And tonight it kicks off Australian Survivor Heroes vs. Villains. Gotta love this show, Carly. You know I get excited about you this do. one. You do. And producer Shelby is just as excited as me. I'm going to have a lot of office chat about it, but you know what we need to chat to? King George, who's representing the villains. He joins us now. Hello, how are you? 
Hello, big, big greetings from Bankstown. God, I get goosebumps when I hear those ancient voices. <laughs> ancient, wow. <laughs> Didn't realise if I've had such a long history. It it's been a while. It's been like with us for so long and I'm just so excited that it's starting again tonight. Absolutely. Now, uh, look, the people that missed it, uh, do you want to explain why you have been chosen to represent the villain team, King George, or are you surprised uh, that you were representing the villains? Well, I was mortified that I'm a villain. I mean, uh, well, okay, let's not. Let's not kid ourselves. But I, I know I'm the greatest ever villain. And I'm at home at the villains. And I think it would have been a really boring time if I was plumped with heroes talking about mateship and loyalty. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, and also, you're known for being just so humble as well, King George. And you forgot talented and beautiful as well. <laughs> now, getting kind of, I guess, going in as the villain, what if halfway through you're like, you know what, I want to rebrand, I, I want to turn good. Does that ever happen? Well, look, I know what worked for me last time. It was all my political skills, wheeling and dealing and cutting a deal right at the last minute sometimes. So I'm going to back myself in my judgment again. That's what worked. But what didn't work for me the first time was my lack of physical ability. And that's why I've had an Olympian-style preparation. I've never oh. seen my, my bulging biceps in my life. <laughs> and walking out there on the mat tonight in Samoa, you're just going to see Quadzilla appear. Oh, well, that's very exciting. Th- to be fair, but that wasn't the only thing that let your game down. Don't get me wrong. Of course, the physical challenges we are up against, some of the people that you're up against was pretty hard. But um, at the end of the day, you, they, you weren't a favourite. So when it came down to choosing who they wanted to win, you didn't win the popularity contest, George. Well, do you know what? You can't please people. And then better better to be low than pitted in life. That's what I say. And then let's not kid ourselves. That jury was so bitter last time. And there's nothing in the world that would have made them vote for me. And I wouldn't change a thing. But what I'll tell you is this. I know what went wrong in the outback. I know what I need to do in Samoa. And you just wait and see what happens tonight. It's going to be fantastic. This is the words of someone that's going to eliminate it first. <laughs> Um, now, King George, um, do you ever go camping? I, I often wonder this about contestants. When you're living like that for so long and then you've got to go back to normal society and a soft bed, do you, do you kind of miss it in a weird way? Oh, you do miss it. And then, like, when I played the first time, I'd never been camping in my life. But I went through hell in the outback. Those conditions were tougher than anything. So I know what it's like to suffer. And if I can make my tribe of villains suffer even more in these harsh conditions, particularly these new players, I think that's the kind of edge that I'm looking for in this game. All right. That's what I'm looking forward to seeing. Uh, who do we need to watch out for that just, just to keep a little close eye on? Well, keep, keep a close eye on your hometown girl, Liz Parnov. She's uh-huh. a pole vaulting Olympian. Um, and uh, she's got that Perth girl mentality. So um, look out for your hometown heroes. You also have Flick from WA Absolutely. on the Heroes Tribe. And, of course, watch out for the king because I'm coming to slay some more. <laughs> I love it. I cannot wait for this. Uh, king George, a uh, pleasure. And good luck, mate. And, um, yeah, I don't know. Try and work a little bit more on, like, the being humble thing. You are right? And beautiful. And I think Perth is okay. <laughs> Who is this guy? Make sure you're watching Australian Survivor kicks off tonight. Heroes vs. Villains on 10 and 10 play. Thanks, King George. Thanks, guys. 
quick disclaimer, this is where we get a little bit more risque. If you've got kids in the car, maybe come back in a couple of minutes. Uh, it's before seven, so we'll have to get a little bit naughty at 6.40, you know? Yeah, you're going to do a bit of a review, Alan. I am. So uh, Fringe World's going at the moment, which is, you know, it's kind of hit and miss when it comes to all the shows out there because there's no quality control. It's just anyone can put a show on. And for the most part, I've been seeing some amazing shows recently from comedians uh, to the one that I was in. Uh, that was probably the best one because <laughs> I was in it. Uh, but uh, Burlesque is a huge part of Fringe World, and I've always catch up with my mate's uh, burlesque show. Uh, his partner is great burlesque dancer. He does a magic thing with it. It's really, really good. But I saw that one of my other mates, their partner, got an award for best weekly fringe show for, a, I thought, a burlesque show, right? Yeah. And so I was like, I'll be supportive. Like I'm already going for something else. Let's just tick it off, you know? So I bought tickets to it, and it's called Wet. It had a former name to the show, but they renamed it because social media wouldn't really let that word fly around. And let's just say it's a cat. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, do you get where I'm going Winston, with that? Winston, yes. Yeah, well, no, it's not called Winston, uh, but it was called like something like another name for cat, but about a woman's body part. Anyway, it's now called Wet. So I didn't know what to expect from this show. I, I like, honest to God, I was just like, I think it's a burlesque number. I think it's going to be some singing, some dancing. I, I have no idea. But hey, one award should be good. And Julia, my wife, with me as well, going, I, I, okay, this should be fine. It wasn't <laughs> a fun burlesque dance number show. It was basically an hour show about women empowerment. And it was oh, basically. Oh, I love that. Right? So it was basically, you know, the vagina monologues, essentially, where people would go out and describe, like, you know, talk about it and yeah. the power involved in that. It, it was like that with a bit more of a fun kind of twist. But there was like, I was learning stuff, like, to the point of, like, um, kind of like coming to a finish. Uh, advice. Uh, so would to you say it's it more marketed towards men then if they're getting good educational well, the advice thing. there? I, I don't know because I, I think it should be marketed towards men in the sense that I don't think men would ever consciously choose to go to it, but every man that went to it probably took away a lot from it. So anyway, the show's on. They kind of, at the start, they're talking about all the horrible uh, situation that women had to go through the past regarding uh, contraceptives and all this sort of mm. stuff. Uh, then they even talk about the origin of the word vagina. How about that word in particular actually translates to the sheath of a sword. Essentially, all the terms in the past for it just mean it's one, can't be one without the other. You know, you need the man oh, bit for the woman right. bit. gotcha. And then they were like, oh, the, the C word and how that's actually like the most like powerful word for it. I was sitting there like, I was taking notes. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. So how, what Joel. was the ratio of men to women in the show? It was not a lot of men. There were not a lot of men. Not a lot of straight men either for the record. But there was a particular moment that I cried. So it starts off, they have a mannequin in the middle of the stage and it's like your classic mannequin, you know, like the, all the unrealistic body expectations of what you see a mannequin look like, right? Completely naked, just mannequin, a mannequin sitting there. And this, there's these two girls and they, and they start performing and they're kind of like playing that they're children at first and they're doing like the little high five little games, you know, and, and then like the girl looks at the mannequin and you can see that she's aspiring to be that. She kind of like does the same pose as the mannequin, like, and she's trying to suck her gut in to look like the mannequin. She does, like, two minutes later, it's this powerful dance number where she's literally, like, trying to do this same pose the mannequin's doing. She's crying because she can't be as thin as the mannequin. And I'm, like, looking around, and I've got tears coming out of my eyes. And everyone is crying. Like, everyone is crying. what a powerful show. And I was like, what did I sign up for? Anyway, uh, women, turns out uh, your life hasn't been super easy. Uh Oh, wow. you for telling me that as a man. (laughs) Oh, man, explain it to you all. Uh, But I I honestly, I just wasn't. I didn't know what I was walking into. It was incredible. And yeah, I just, I, I was, it was, it was, it's funny. It was like, I knew all the things that were being told. Like, you, you know it. Like, yeah. you're needed if you don't. Your hands in the, your head's in the sand. But I never felt all the things. And I walked away going, all right. 
like, wow, this is pretty powerful. So I don't even know if it's still running. I have no idea. <laughs> but if you get the chance to see it wet is my recommendation, especially if you're a man. Yeah, it sounds like it should be targeted towards men. It should be, but they'd never see it if they knew what it was. <laughs> we can, they just wouldn't. Like, realistically, like, yeah. you'd be like, you, why would a guy go, oh, yeah, I want to hear about women talk about that for an hour. They, they, they just wouldn't, but they should. I thought it was pretty good. Alan's a recommendation. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Wet. Go see it. Um, and I won't talk about the other formal name that it went by either. <laughs> Alan, there is a product I've seen on the shelves at Woolies, and every time I walk past it, I think, oh, is this for me? Del Paso. Taco kits? <laughs> and the answer is always yes. A million oh, no, times that's yes. not a question. Okay, good. Um, no, so it's something I've been wanting to dabble in for a long time now, and that is natural Deodorant. Oh no! Don't, don't. Julie, now, my wife does this. I wait a second. So okay. I've done it. I did the crystal deodorant for a little while. Can confirm, and everyone around me can confirm. Did not really work for me. The emails were a bit aggressive about you to stop <laughs> using it, but you know what? I don't regret it. But then I thought, you know what? There is a new product on the market. Okay. It's called No Pong. So essentially, no it's pong. almost like a paste that you use. It looks oh, like you're not selling me. <laughs> but anyway. I've, mm. I've considered it right. I haven't completely closed the door on natural deodorant. Well, you're very stinky, so I understand that you definitely need an option. And fire doesn't cleanse everything, it turns out. Um, so I'm kind of she on the fence. It's been a couple of times I pick it up and I'm like, oh, do I or don't I? Is it not cheap? No, it's only like six bucks, so it's not Just a price. It, but also, it is a bit of a gamble with your personal hygiene. Um, but anyway, I kind of I heard the ad for it. Okay. And to be honest, like I'm someone that this is perfect for because I'm on the fence. I could go either way. So this was a real opportunity for this brand to sway me. But what it did was it actually left me with more questions than answers. Do we have the ad? Oh, okay. Here's the ad. What real people are saying about No Pong, the all-natural deodorant that really works. Gives me all the confidence on the hottest of days and dates. I can trust No Pong to be fresh and last all day long. Good. It just works so well. I spent two years on a boat with no shower and No Pong. Oh, mate. I love No Pong. I wish I'd discovered it sooner. Me too. Enjoy five-star underarms with No Pong. Shop now at nopong.com.au. All right, so now, for the most part, it seems It sounded good. good. Tick, tick, tick. Wait a second. Now, I'm someone that gets easily distracted, so I'm no longer thinking about this product. No, me either. I'm thinking about this guy's backstory. Exactly. What got you into a situation that you two were years. on a boat for two years With without no shower. a shower? Surely you Was landed somewhere. Was it a situation? Did the motor break down? Like, could you not make it to land? Also, how much did you get paid to tell this story? Because I need a 60-minute special. And, I need to dive yeah. deep into this, mate. So I no longer care about the Pong. Yeah. I care about his backstory. All I can think about is how do I contact this company to see if this guy's okay? Was it consecutive two years? Did he get a chance for a shower on point? And how is he getting a constant supply of no Pong? How exactly. long does it last? Right. I have questions too. He doesn't have a shower, but he has a no Pong on hand. It was a random bit in and the middle of really good, solid reviews for the product. And also, did he plan for this? Did no Pong sponsor a trip here? And they were like, well, he's going to have no shower. And to be honest, it's like, I would rather have a shower. I'm sure no Pong's great, but I'm not I'd doing rather it have a shower in lieu too. of yeah, a shower. I, I agree. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I, I'm so I, confused. And you, the ocean's just there jumping for a dip. Well, I wonder if he ever got tempted. But two, yeah, okay. two years. Mind you, but he did back it. So. <laughs> he did back it in. And i tell you what, so I went on the website today and okay. um, people can leave reviews and little photos with the product. I'm going to tell a story like that, I reckon. <laughs> 
Shout out to Michael. Okay. Who uh, actually said that he did the Mundabitty uh, track. Uh-huh, and WI, yeah, Albany to uh, Mundaring, yeah. No pong the whole way, no smell. Also, use the no pong. No. So that's confusing as well. It's called no pong, but then yeah. I think, like, do you have but it or not? then I'm also like, is this product for me? Because I'm not getting in boats with no showers, and I'm definitely not doing the Mundabitty. So... I feel like there should be a happy medium somewhere. What about for everyday people like myself? I think the first few girls were the happy medium, but we got very distracted by a guy who spent two years at sea without showering. Oh, I still have questions. Yeah. I want him. Can we get him on the show? Producer Shelby, can we get... I want the no-pong dude. No-pong dude, please. That was the Alan and Carly podcast.